0: On today's podcast, from the North Wahala Church of God, Pastor Joe Smith brings a message entitled Two Ways to Deal with Sin. Today's message is from Sunday evening, April 15, 2018. Now here's your speaker, Joe Smith. You know, aren't you glad that that day will come? Don't know when, as I mentioned a lot of times, but the main thing is it's not a matter of when, it's just a matter of being ready. That's what counts. My Lord, it's so good to be in the Lord's house tonight. And it's good to see you that have come and braved the wind and the rain to be in the house of the Lord. And I feel like tonight that God has given us something that'll help somebody. You know, we live, we'll be reading in just a few minutes here out of the uh, book of Proverbs 28th chapter and the 13th verse and then out of the 32nd chapter of Psalms but we live in an age, I guess maybe it's been this way forever. I don't know, I hadn't lived that forever. But everything that happens, you know, wanna, let's make a law about it. Laws are good, God has some laws. But I find in God's Word, laws are no good unless an individual has a mind to keep the laws. We see today so much violence in the lands and they're talking about, we've got to make some laws to do that. We got to make some laws to do that. But I'll tell you what I find and I believe I can prove it from the word of God. You can make laws until you run out of computers to store them in. I heard somebody saying a while back, they was talking about gun laws. They said, we have so many until nobody knows how many we've got and said they are hidden so many places until it'd take for years to search them all out. But yet, look at the violence that's going on. Church, it's not the gun that causes it. Now, don't get me wrong here on this, but it's what's on the inside of that person that's holding the gun that causes it. Is that right or is that wrong? You change the spirit of a man, it'll change his actions change the spirit of a man, he will go from unrighteousness unto righteousness. So when man reaches that point that he's willing to let God change him, then we can see things get better. Preacher, when do you believe they're going to get better? Well, I believe it like the Lord told concerning Israel. He said, when they will have no peace until they say this, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord said, then they'll have some peace. Church, I don't look for much peace in this present world, but I'm looking for that Prince of Peace that'll bring peace. He's the one that'll bring it. I want to look for just a little while tonight, talking about uh, people changing their lives, changing their ways of doings. There's two ways tonight that we can look at sinful things. I've heard people talk about, if this person would just quit drinking, they'd be all right. No, they won't. The same sin that caused it will still be in there. Right. And until they get that sin taken care of, the habit will always be nagging at them. It's just like that. But when you boil it all down, you can't put it on the thing and say, oh, but drinking, that's a sin. That is a manifestation of sin. Sin is a spiritual matter. And when we take care of the spiritual matter, then the physical manifestations always take care of themselves. Back through the Word of God, we'll find people that tried to take care of sin themselves. Thought they could, just thought everything, I can handle it, nothing to it, but some things happened. I want us to look tonight for just a little while on those two ways to deal with sins. There's two ways it can be done, and I want us to look at those tonight. Would you stand with us, and and let's read these uh, scriptures tonight out of Psalms 28, and let's look down in in number 13. said, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaken them shall have mercy. Happy is the man that feareth always, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. Let's go back to the book of Psalms chapter number 32 and and look at some things here. He said, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Notice what this is. But in whose spirit there is no guile. Pray with us tonight. We need the Lord's help. We need the Lord's anointing. And if we will do that, then I believe that God will use us to say something that'll help somebody in this house tonight. Brother Russell, would you pray upon us tonight? Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Let's look for just a moment tonight, getting started. You know, you hear sin, sin, every way you turn. And I've heard people from everything, because I wore cowboy boots, they wouldn't come and listen at me preach. I've heard some say, because you wear a vest, you act like a motorcycle hood, I'm not listening to you. That's all right. I can't find in the book of God where it says any word for Joe Smith not to wear cowboy boots. And I can't find where it says I got to hang up my leather vest. See, there's a lot of things people get in their mind, and they conceive it, that to me, I believe it's wrong, and if I believe it's that way, then it's got to be that way with everybody. But church, when we study the word of God, sin is a transgression of the laws of God. Sin is a disobedience to the word and the plan of God. Sin is that which would do harm to the name of Jesus. Uh, It is contrary to the mind and the will of God. It is the rejection of Jesus Christ as the son of God. It is many things related to the word of God church uh, that is enough in there without any man won't add anything else to it. Um, But tonight we notice that it is a a terrible thing. It is a plague on the earth. It's here. There's nothing we can do about it. The Bible teaches us and the Bible was talking about some things that we are to do and things that we are to uphold in. But then it began to tell us, uh, oh, you know that if we were away from all these things, God would have to take us out of the world. We cannot get away from sin, but we do not have to let sin have dominion over our lives. We want to notice some folks tonight that they dealt with sin. I'm talking about tonight. I'm not saying nobody here is a great big sinner. No, but I'll say this. We all deal with things from time to time that we go back and say, Lord, I just need you to forgive me for that. Anybody ever be in that place? I know I am. I, I know I am. You mean you get out? And de- no, I don't get out Deliberate to do sin. But there's times when I'm checking up, as the Bible said, examine yourself to see where you stand with the Lord, see where you are. Then I find things there that I'm lacking in. You see, there's sins of commission. There's sins of omission. Um, and it's very easy sometimes for us to get sidetracked into these things. Um, but yet when this time comes, um, I heard a man preach some years ago and he said, Lord God said, I pray that the church of God will never reach the place that we feel like we never need to go back and ask God to forgive us for something. Because if we ever reach that plane, then we will think that our righteousness supersedes the righteousness of God and we'll be in trouble. But tonight we want to notice, church, we cannot handle sin. We cannot get rid of it on our own. We cannot cover it up it go away, but it must be dealt with. Um, we want to notice something that happened here now. The Bible tells us um, uh, that all unrighteousness in 1 John 5 and 17 um, and, and Proverbs 14 and 34 said sin is a reproach to any people um, and Romans said sin is defeatful, it is destructive and that it pays uh, off in death. Let's notice some people tonight from the Word of God. The Bible tells us going back to the third chapter of, of Genesis we hear this much. But I want us to notice what happened. We would look around and some say it's impossible to fall from the grace of God once you're in the grace of God. But let's see what the Word of God tells us. So here was two people. Here was one made from the dust of the earth but is created in the very image of God. God Himself breathed the breath of life into His nostrils. So God Himself formed Him with His hand the, the way you want Him to be. But let's notice what happened. When he failed God, when he sinned against God, there's several things that happened here instead of him going back to God. First of all, he tried to Use worldly things to cover the guilt that he felt. Except we've got to get out here and make up some aprons out of these fig leaves. We've got to cover up ourselves while we're naked. How did they know there was? God asked that question. They'd been covered with the aurora of God. But church, worldly things cannot cover up sinful things. There's no way in the world. Fig leaves could not take away the sin that Adam committed and the things of this. present world may make people forget about the things they've done or they may look at others and say well it's not as bad as what they're doing but church we cannot cover sin and get by in the eyes of God we cannot hide from sin they said let's get over in these bushes God's coming by after a while and I sure don't want to be found by him church we cannot hide from God there's no way to do it we may notice what some things is taking place the Bible tells us that this hiding from God, the psalmist said, "Why, if I go down in hell, if I'm over here, I'm on a mountain somewhere out of, up into heaven. He said, I can't run from God. He knows where I am. He'll be there. There's no way to get away from him. Church, the things of this world, people will try to hide sin behind it. How do you know? Because I used to be a sinner. Oh, my, you mean you did things you didn't want people to know? I'm like this one old fellow used to say one time, are you crazy? <laughs> didn't we all? Didn't we all? Who went home to mom and dad and said, let me tell you what I'm doing. I know you don't like it, but I'm going to tell you about it. I never did try that, brother. I'd try everything I could that they didn't know it. But church, in the eyes of God, he knew it before it would happen he knew it when it happened. He knew what we'd done after it happened. And church, I just couldn't hide it from God. Couldn't hide it from God. Notice now, the Bible said, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Beholding the evil and beholding the good. In the 15th chapter of Psalm, uh, Proverbs, in the, in the third verse, uh, it tells us about uh, pretending that things just don't happen. I heard a fellow, a lady was talking at Clemson one day and they were discussing things that they were doing in one thing and another. And one of them said, well, said if that was me, I'd repent over it. The other one said, oh no, said things like this are just mistakes, forget about it and go on. She said, you may call it a mistake, but I'd call it something in the eyes of God he don't like, uh, and I'd ask him to forgive me before I went to bed tonight. Church, I don't want anything hid in my soul uh, that's not already been confessed to God uh, before I close my eyes tonight. You can't hide it. You can't cover it up. You can't deny that it's there because day by day, day by day, it'll show its head up there somewhere, somewhere. We want to notice in 2 Samuel, the 11th chapter, uh, we want to look at this for just a moment. Here's a young man, but our brother mentioned it the other day, had a man killed because he wanted his wife. Oh, notice, and the Bible tells us that the prophet told him, said, you're the one that killed him. You're the one that murdered him. How do you know that? Because God had his eye on it, but I was not there. I didn't have a sword. I didn't have a bow and an arrow. I didn't have a spear. No, but you put him in the right place to get the work done. Church, many times we don't have to commit the sin of actually doing the act. But let me tell you this, one many times, and how many times can you remember? Somebody may have come along and said, did you hear this about him? Did you hear that about her? No, I didn't, but what is it? Not knowing whether it's true, not knowing whether it's something that's been made up, but we'll listen, hey, did so-and-so tell you about that? Church, to kill an individual's influence, to kill an individual's testimony in the eyes of the church, uh, to kill someone's friendship uh, is as big a sin as it was uh, when that David sent you right to the forefront of the battle. We can't hide it, we can't cover it up, we can't run away from it. We can't deny it because it's there. When we look on over a little bit further, First Samuel the fifteenth chapter, about the first fourteenth verses, there you'll find there was a time when God told the young king Saul, said, "I want you to go down to the Amalekites. They was tough on my people when they come out of Egypt. They have worked on them. They attacked them. Now I want you to go down there and get rid of all of them. I want you to kill everybody down there. I want you to kill every." animal down there, don't leave anything alive. I'm going. I'm gonna do it, Lord. I'm gonna do that. But later on you'll find Samuel told him, said Saul, so, when you were little or small in your own eyes and your own sight, why well, you was a good man. You pleased God. You did what he wanted, but now look what's happened. Saul so what's happened. Samuel's gone off for a while, but he comes back now. Where's Saul? Oh, he's already come here. He's building a monument so everybody will know the great battle he's won and he's headed on down to Gilgal. Go on down, Saul. Tell me about the trip. Oh, man, i done exactly what God wanted done. You did? Sure did. Did exactly what he wanted done. But listen, church, God can use a cow to tell on you. Hmm? Saul, if you did what God told you to do, what's these cows doing in the moon? Well, uh, that's a different story. Old sheep gonna tell on you, Saul. Bible said, just be sure your sin will find you out. Saul, what about this sheep over here bleating? Well, tell you what, Samuel. I went down there, I done what God said. Now, I didn't bring these back, so don't get me wrong now. The people did. They wanted to do it, but now I just brought the best. Saul, you're a greedy man. Why did you want to pick out the best and bring back when God said destroy it all? Yeah, but the people wanted it. Church, we can't blame somebody else for what we do. It just don't work. It just don't work. Well, the people, the people, you know, they wanted this done. Listen, Saul was the king. Saul was the king. He had the authority to tell them, leave the cows alone. Leave the sheep alone. Yeah, but uh, we brought them back to sacrifice. Notice something now. To the Lord thy God. Church sin will cause people to deny God. Saul has changed now. It's not my God. But he said, Samuel, I'm going down there, and I'm going to sacrifice to thy God, to your God. He's your God. He's your God. Don't look at me. I've done what I think's right. But church, what we think right may not be right. What we think should be done may not be what should be done. When anyone, it don't matter if it's an angel from on high, Paul tells us, comes preaching any other gospel except what's in this book right here, leave it alone. Don't, if you get out there and you get hooked up with these things, don't blame them for it. If we don't listen, church, it won't have an effect on us. And we don't. Jehovah's Witnesses quit coming to the house. Because they couldn't get a word in XY. I'd meet them out in the yard, grab them by the hand, shake hands with them, and I'd say, Come on in. I've been wanting to preach all day and you're a good congregation. Come on in, I'll get my guitar out, we'll sing a while, I'll preach a while, we'll shout a while, and they start like a catfish. And I say, "Uh uh-uh, you in my yard and come on in. And the minute they get loose, they're up that hill and they're down the road. Why? Church, they've got a doctrine that's ungodly and my ears don't need to hear it. Now, sake it for what it's worth. Preachers shouldn't talk about other people's religion. Let me tell you something. When I know something is ungodly, if I warn not the people, the Bible tells me their blood will be required at my hands. Is that right? That's right. Church, we cannot blame it on somebody else. Don't blame it on the Jehovah Witnesses. You don't have to listen to their garbage. It's kind of like old brother uh, John Henry Cobb. Some of y'all might remember him. He was a mountain preacher from way back. And he said, there was a person used to come to him and just some old trash all the time. And he said, I got so fed up with it till I, I just couldn't handle any more. That they come back one day and started again. And he said, listen, now listen, I want to tell you something. He said, your mouth sounds just like a sewage line. And said, my mouth is not, my ear is not a septic tank, so don't try to fill it up. I don't want to hear any more. He said, I didn't hear any more out of that person. Church, we cannot blame somebody else when we sit and listen to it. Right? We cannot blame somebody else when we are partaker of it. We'll stand on our own. When the judgment comes, God won't ask us, who did you listen to? He won't ask us, who did you associate with? He's going to look at the life you've lived and see if it's covered in the blood. But I brought it back to sacrifice to God. God does not want a sinful sacrifice. That's why the apostle Paul said, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Church, he don't want a sinful sacrifice. He wants our bodies a living, holy sacrifice. And who wants that, and he will accept it. So we find that because that this man turned away from God and tried to hide it, tried to put it on everybody else, he ended up losing his kingdom. We want to notice just a little more going on here tonight church sin sometimes can be tried to hide it in the heart that's the worst place in the world try to hide sin I can remember a short while before I got saved worked third shift and bed was right there at the window here and across the hill over there was a church at Connor and they would go out there to rock altar before service on Sunday night and I'd get to lay down, and I'd try to get a little nap before I go to work. And they'd be out there praying and praying and carrying on. And I'd think to myself, "I wish Frank Knight had start church and get them out from out." I can't sleep. I keep they're making so much racket. I can't sleep. But I found out one day it wasn't the noise that was keeping me awake. It was the guilt I was trying to hide on the inside, and praying was revealing that guilt. Praying was revealing that guilt. Oh church, the Bible tells us about two, Sapphire and Ananias, two good people in the church, worked good, labored, gave, did what they could. But church, when it came down to the acid test, and you know what it was, they were giving. Let me say this. God don't require anything from us except our tithe. Anything else is a free will offering, right? That's what the Bible says. But I'm like this, I told some folks one time. They said, I've been putting the money in this, but at the end of the year, I want you to write it out as tithe." I said, what did you put on that envelope? I said, that's what's in the books. That's what'll stay in the books. I don't lie for anybody, brother. I don't lie for anybody. This is a little plain tonight. But let me tell you something. If you put it in for one thing, don't go file it on your income tax for something else. That's a lie. this, this preaching all right. We'll go on then. But church, we can't hide in our heart the sin and get by for long. And us. did you sell that for that? Oh, Lord, yeah, We did. Did you, oh, well, I give you every penny of that? He said, now, wait a minute. That's your penny. You could have done anything you wanted to with. You could have bought hot dogs. You could have bought hamburgers. You could have bought your new car with it. you. Anything you wanted to do, that was yours. But when you promised it to God, that's what made the difference. Church, when we promise our life to God, we better be careful what we do with it. We need to be careful what we do with it when we promise it to God because God keeps a record. God keeps a record. He said, Why? Why did you lie? Not to Simon Peter, but he said to the Holy Ghost. So that's where the promise was. You know the story. Fell down dead. There comes his wife. The same thing. Took her out, buried them both. Church, we cannot hide sin in our heart. We can shout. We can jump, we can holler, we can do whatever we want to do. But if the heart's not right, when the rapture takes place, we'll be left. It's just that plain and simple. When death comes and claims this old body and it turns cold and the Spirit takes its flight, it won't make it to the glory world. What's on the inside has got to be right. What's on the inside's got to be right in the eyes of God. Then what can be done about it? Oh, let's notice now. It wouldn't, it wouldn't do, wouldn't do to leave it here. I may have mentioned this one time before, but it fits a good here. Some of you, especially folks on up getting middle-aged like me, remember J. Harold Smith, Baptist evangelist, used to preach all around the upstate. Great, great preacher. I heard him one morning on the radio, and years and years ago, and he was talking about, he had preached a service the night before. And he said, I thought to myself, I have done a masterpiece. Said as they were going home, he was telling his wife, he said, you know, hon, he said, I believe that's one of the best sermons I've ever preached in my life. Said, I know there were sinners in that house and brother, I laid the law down to them. I told them their condition. I told them where they were headed. And I told them that when they got there, what to expect? And he said, I bragged on and on. And after a while, said I looked over there and she was sitting there crying. I said, "Hun, what's the matter? Don't you think I did good? She said, yes, you did. I said, don't you think I let that bunch of sinners know where they was going? She said, yes, I did. But said, I think it's the worst I have ever heard come out of your mouth, that sermon you preached. I said, why? She said, because you ended it up with these people going to hell when you could have ended it up telling them there's a better way. You could have ended that sermon up telling them that Jesus is the way, that they don't have to go to that place, but you didn't do it. He said, that changed my style of preaching totally. Church, we've talked about people trying to do sin with every way and every which way, but I want us to notice tonight How does God deal with sin? That's that's what's important. We can't handle it. We can't cover it. We can't do anything to get rid of it. But there's one that can. What can do it? What can do it? Song we sing sometime. what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Church, what is the remedy for that sin? The remedy for that sin is that sinless one that came into the world, that the great writer John said was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld him, we saw him here. He was the only begotten of the Father. There's our hope. Our hope is in a man that even though he was God in the flesh, he turned himself over to the will of man. Preacher, to the will of man, what you're saying? He did the will of the Father. Yes, he did. He did the will of the Father, but he turned himself over into the hands of man for man to do with him as they saw fit. How did they see? What did they see fit to do? They took him to Calvary and crucified him. You see, that's what sin will do. Here's a man that was holy, righteous. Here's a man that knew not what sin was by experience. But yet here was a man because of sin was crucified. Because of sin. Whose sin? My sin? Your sin? Sins of the world? Then what's our hope? Because when he was crucified and his blood was shed, the Bible tells me there was a fountain opened up over there in the house of David, for cleansing. Church, there's hope for sinners tonight. There's hope tonight for anyone that feels any tug of sin, that feels any guilt of sin anywhere. There's hope tonight. There's hope because there's one that died in our stead. We were the guilty ones. We were the ones that were under the sentence of death but yet he took our place on Calvary's hill. Notice now, the Bible tells us in Micah 7th chapter, the 19th verse, what can he do with that sin? If we can't get rid of it, what can he do? You could quit stealing. You could sit at home. You could never say a bad word the rest of your life and still be lost. It takes the blood of Christ Jesus. Micah said he cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. This is what this Jesus can do. How does he deal with sin? Isaiah 38 and 17. For thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. Here's what he can do. Isaiah 44 and 22. He said, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions. Now, here's the way He can handle sin. Here's the way He deals with it. Psalms 103 and 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. Isaiah says uh, uh, that your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. First John 1 and 7 said, The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. That's what Jesus can do with them. When we can't handle them, when we feel that guilt, Lord, what can I do? That's what they asked on the day of Pentecost. What must I do to be saved? My Bible tells me, first of all, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we do that? First of all, He said, they that come to Him, come to God, must believe that He is. We've got to believe there is a God before we can be saved. I believe everybody in this house tonight believes there's a God. Now let's narrow it on down. I believe we believe there is one God, not just a God, one God that is a God of heaven. Then he said, they that come to Him must believe that He is, there's one other thing to that, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So if we believe He is God, and if we believe that He rewards us when He seeks us, the Bible tells us that it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Seeking Him. The Bible said if we seek Him, we'll find Him. If we seek with Him, for Him with all of our hearts. Oh, yes, church. You see, we're talking about a man that's able to handle our sins. Don't try to hide them. Don't try to cover them. But he does something with them. Then what do we do when we come to that? We've just got to believe that he shed that blood and that blood is sufficient right now. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. Anybody in that boat tonight with me? Oh, but I I just forgive my own self for everything I've ever done. Well, I've tried that. But you know, from time to time, I have things come back and haunt me. You ever have that? I have things come back and haunt me. If you can live with a divine clear mind and never think of anything bad you've ever done or that would bother you, you are a blessed person. I can't live that good, I reckon. Because my mind didn't shut off when God saved me. He left that memory in there. And from time to time, a memory will pop up. So don't try to tell me nobody's ever had a bad thought. Oh no, not me. You're living better than I am. Hmm? Oh, but I never think of the things that's ever happened back there. You're living better than I am. Because from time to time, the old enemy brings something up and said, you remember this? And I have to say, I do, but God don't. And as long as he don't remember it, it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. If he don't remember it, that's all it counts. Have faith in that blood. That the Bible tells us if we confess our sin, he's just, he's faithful to forgive us of our sin, and he will cleanse us from how many? All unrighteousness. Church, there is a cure for sin tonight. And there's no reason for people to walk any longer. They're in it. If you're here tonight and you've got habits that's holding you back, don't let somebody come along and say, oh, well, you know, that's just a habit. If it's contrary to the Word of God, it's sin. Now, this is a little straight, but that's the way I was raised. That's the way I preached for about 50 years. And if I ever get a chance, I'll preach this way again. I still believe it just like it says it. I don't believe you can hang on to the things of the world and be a Christian. Preacher will embarrass people. No, I'm not. I'm trying to get people into heaven. Oh, but preacher, habits are hard to break. If God can take away sin, God can break habits. Don't tell me I've got a habit for 40 years. I just still can't break it. God can. God can. Church, God has made a way through Jesus Christ that we don't have to live with sin. We don't have to drag that burden of sin. He can lift it. Would you stand tonight, Father? I have did that which you have laid on my heart. I have delivered my soul to this church today, Lord. And I pray, God, that somebody that somebody has been helped by it, Lord. Somebody, Lord, God, that may, Lord, have a guilt somewhere, Lord, that they want to get rid of. And let them to know, Lord, they can't get rid of it outside of Jesus. Lord, that someone today, Lord, may have some habit, Lord, that they say, I just can't give it up. But listen, Jesus Christ can break it. He breaks all chains. He breaks all bonds. And He sets us free. My, yes. Bible said that that the sun sets free is free indeed is free indeed. I wonder tonight we're not going to hold for a while, but we're just going to give you about two minutes invitation. If there's anybody here this night that you need prayer, something that's bothering you, something that has bothered you, something you want to get rid of, God's able to get rid of it for you. Load of sin gets heavy. Trials and troubles gets heavy, but there is a God that we can rest in assuredly, beyond a shadow of a doubt. That when we lay our head on the bed tonight, that our sins have been washed in the flow of Calvary. And if death should call before morning, they'd find the body laying there, but the spirit would be with the Lord God of Heaven. Body without the Spirit, when it leaves, it's going somewhere. I won't mind to go and be with the Lord, don't you? I won't mind to go and be with the Lord. Ah, yes, tonight some might say, Well, I just don't know much about this Lord. I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't take a chance then. If I didn't know a lot, if I didn't realize, hey, I don't know exactly where I'm going when I leave here. I, I don't understand it all. Well, God don't expect us to understand everything. If we understood everything, we'd be equal with Him. But there's one thing for certain. I believe I would want to be on the safe side. And I want to say, Lord, I don't understand it all. No, I don't. A lot of it I don't understand. But I've heard the news that you save people. I've heard the news that you take people and you cleanse the sin from them. And when they leave this place, they go to be with you in heaven. And I want you to do that for me. I want you to do that for me. I believe God will hear that prayer tonight. You may be right where you're standing tonight. Just breathe it out from your heart. No one would ever know but you. God can save you. God can help you. God can deliver you right where you're standing tonight. Oh, yes. Are you thankful for Pastor Joe tonight? Let him know that. So thankful for him. Such a good job. something we all need to hear no doubt no doubt about it but we're so glad that you were here tonight it's been a wonderful day i believe we can go out this week saying that the lord has been good has he not and i think we can go out knowing that we have uh, had something poured into us that we can go out and share uh, with this world but uh, what a what a great what a great day we've had and uh, we just want to thank you again for everyone for being here and we just look forward to being back on wednesday night and seeing everybody on wednesday i'm going to ask uh, tim johnson if you would pray our dismissal for today.